Hello there. You're very welcome to At Home with Graphne, a show that's designed to help you if you're looking to buy property in Ireland. I'm a licensed buyer's agent and work with clients who are too far away or simply too busy to get a property bought. I also offer one-hour property coaching calls, which you can book by clicking the link in the show notes below. These calls help my clients get clarity and focus, whatever their property issue is. Thank you for listening. I really hope you enjoy today's show and find it useful. You're really welcome to episode 48 of At Home with Breffney. And in this episode, I want to share with you some of the resources I've come across during my property journey. Um, so if you're someone who's looking to buy a house or who's bought a house and you're wanting to figure out what are the next steps in terms of decorating, there is a lot of help available to you out there. And I'm sure you've come across some of it already in the shape of maybe a program or a book or... A magazine or Pinterest that helps you formulate your next step when it comes to your property mission. But I want to share with you some of the free, well mostly free, uh, online and offline resources that I use to help me flesh out my property knowledge and help me take another step in whichever direction I need to go in terms of property. And I guess I'm thinking specifically uh, both the logistics of buying a property and then when it's bought, figuring out what the next steps are in terms of spending some money and getting yourself into it and making it your home. So the six resources I share today basically cover that journey from taking you um, from outside to inside your home. So the first resource is my own podcast. If you've come across this podcast, you, you may not be fully up to date with all of the different episodes I've done. And if you're just looking to buy a property... There are a few episodes I'd like to just whiz through here so you have an idea what's covered in which. Perhaps I'd recommend starting with episode 20, which covers the A to Z of buying a house. Literally, the physical steps. What happens when? When you go to buy a house and how long is it likely to take? And in general, it's likely to take from the moment you see it and start to bid on it to the moment you've keys in your hand. It's likely to take about seven months. And each of those steps are covered in episode 20. Now, you might be wondering what's taking so long? Why does it take so long? That's addressed in episode eight, where we talk to Michael Crowley, who's a solicitor, and we ask him, what exactly is the solicitor doing? Why is it taking so long? That's episode eight. Um, when you found the house that you want to buy and you are sale agreed on it and you want to just give yourself comfort that it's indeed in reasonable physical shape, you're going to talk to a surveyor and you may not be quite sure what a surveyor does. So I would suggest that you both listen to episode seven of this podcast at Home with Breffney, which covers what does a surveyor do? And I'd also suggest you simply go online and Google surveyor template reports and you'll get a few of them online. And it'll just give you a sense of the areas that a surveyor covers. Also, episode 26, if you're thinking of buying an apartment, I would definitely listen to that because it goes through 14 things that 
I would definitely recommend you consider when you're buying an apartment. And I think episode 38, if you're buying a house, is useful because it's one that covers 10 houses I said no to. And it covers things such as um, houses that have steep slopes going up to them or down to them or houses that are right beside a river or houses that have a bus stop outside. Different ways that I have immediately been put off by a house. And you can see if you resonate with those 10 types of reasons that have put me off. And perhaps there'd be some learning there for you when you go to choose your own house. And then episode 44 is first time buyers, which basically goes through a presentation that I gave at the request of the journal.ie last week in September in Cork. And it's going through my slides that I gave, which takes you again through from getting your money sorted then getting your thinking clear and some thoughts about location, making sure you're really happy with the location you're buying your property in. So in terms of my podcast, I would recommend that you use those as resources. And also my website has quite a lot of free information on it too, brefneokelly.ie. So then the second one um, that I'd recommend is a podcast I've come across called The Great Indoors by Sophie Robinson and Kate Watson-Smythe. And that's a brilliant one to talk about interiors. They're really chatty, lively, bubbly um, English interior designers. And you might have seen Sophie on The Great Interior Design Challenge. And what I like about this particular podcast, even though it's very chatty about rugs and, you know, they're they're friends, so there's a bit of chat. I like about it along the way, if you just keep listening, you pick up certain key concepts that are useful. E.g., I was listening to an episode yesterday and they were talking about rugs. It was their rug episode. And they had one cardinal command about rugs, and that is you can never buy a rug that's too big, but you can often buy a rug that's too small. So that's just, um, you may find that interesting or not, but I found it fascinating because if I go to buy a rug, I really wouldn't be sure what my criteria is. And to hear them say that you can never buy a rug that's too big, I found that really useful. So if you're going to err on the side of anything, err on the side of it being big because it sounds like it'll never be too big. So that's um, a podcast called The Great Indoors. And they also have each week a design crime section where they say what they consider to be design crime. And you might think um, it's frivolous and sometimes it is frivolous, uh, but there's always a key principle underlying what they say. And it's useful to hear it, whether or not you decide to take it on board or not is a different thing. But I find it really useful to hear them. And they go to people's houses like Kelly Hoppins or Trini Woodles, and that can be just a laugh and entertaining. So I find it both entertaining and a way of learning some key principles. That's called The Great Indoors. And then the third one is Room to Improve. Probably anyone listening in Ireland doesn't need to be told about Room to Improve because it's such a popular TV programme. This is on TV. You'll find it on RTE Player. It's free to watch, um, although you do have to watch ads. And it's the architect Dermot Bannon who's called to different people's houses. Uh, They give him a brief and a budget and he 
proposes a solution. And for example, I found it really brilliant. Last night I was watching some reruns of very old episodes and they were dealing with a property, a 1920s, 30s house in Merino. And I love these ex-council houses I because they've lots of land around them. They're solidly built. And one thing I learned last night by watching Room to Improve is that these houses are concrete built, e.g. they're not built in blocks, they're built with shuttered poured concrete. Uh, and by shuttered, I mean they put a, two blocks of wood where they want the wall to be and then you pour the concrete down in the middle. So that was interesting for me to learn as someone who's often buying houses on behalf of clients in these areas. Just the nitty gritty learnings you learn along the way. Um, So Room to Improve is really useful, I think, just to see where the budget gets spent. In my experience, it seems to always get spent on windows and making them bigger, or a large part of it does. So that's Room to Improve as the third one. The fourth one is Business of Design. This is a podcast by a Canadian woman, Kimberly Selden, who is an interior designer. And she's got a great uh, warm way about her. And what I really loved about her when she started the podcast was her honesty. She was saying that she was a really well-known interior designer in Canada with her own uh, TV show and her own slot on some Canadian morning show. So she was technically a really good and well-qualified interior designer. But she said what she was finding was that her clients were actually not hiring her again or recommending her. So she had this polarity going on where she was a really well-known face of interior design on Canadian TV but actually in her private business she wasn't making any money and her clients were as she called it Canadian firing her which means they were firing her in the gentlest way e.g. When she was getting close to finishing a job, they'd say, listen, Kimberly, you've been fantastic. It's been such a pleasure working with you, but we'll take the job from here on in. You know, we'll take it from here. Thanks a lot. And then she realized the kindest possible way. She'd just been fired from the job. And she realized that she was at a point where she was either going to have to give up being an interior designer because she couldn't make any money and obviously she wasn't making her clients happy although they seemed to personally like her it just wasn't really getting done this whole business she wasn't making money she wasn't getting referrals or repeat business so she read a book called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber which was all about putting systems into your business that's what she did she put systems into her interior design business and now she runs a podcast for interior designers all about systemizing your business and even though I'm not an interior designer uh, I'm a property buyer I find her systematic approach to business really useful and in fact I've implemented a 15-step method in my own business in my own buying process just to make it super clear for my clients to log where they are in the process so by listening to her podcast Although she's talking to interior designers about the business of being an interior design, the one thing that keeps coming to me so strongly through listening to this podcast is the systematic approach they use when doing a project. And if every single person who is involved in the business of interior design uses this strict systematic approach, e.g. the brief, the budget, the functions, 
the rooms are going to use, uh, what needs to get ordered when, the timeline, blah, blah. If you listen to the podcast, you'll understand the 15 steps. Um, if you listen to her, you'll realise, as I did anyway, I certainly realised that, gosh, if everyone doing this pays such attention to using systems, well, maybe we, in our own private approach to doing up our own houses, should have a systematic approach as well. And I think that if you listen to a couple of her episodes and then you started to do your own house, you do it differently. And I'll just give you one example. Uh, When Kimberly was going to do up a client's house in the olden days, she'd go to a fabric warehouse and she'd think, right, I've got to pick fabrics for a couch, a chair, the curtains, the ottoman, the cushions in this particular house in eight different rooms. So she'd go off to a fabric shop and she'd get most of it done and then she'd move on. And when she'd get back to the office, she'd realise, oh, I actually haven't done this room and that thing. So she'd have 80% of it done before she left the fabric showroom. She'd be back in the office and she'd realise, oh my God, I've only got... I've got 20% more to do. I have to go back to that fabric showroom again. So what she's saying is that before she had systems, she would do things in a slightly bitty way. After she had systems, she would say, I'm going to this fabric showroom. I'm not leaving until I've chosen the fabric for every single thing I need to choose a fabric for. So that when I go to do it, I do it thoroughly. And when I leave, it's 100% done. That's her new approach to things. And I thought that is super useful. E.g. like if you were doing up a house, like I recently was doing up a house and Eva Byrne, who was the architect, my brilliant friend and great architect who was working with me, what I really learned from her was her complete dedication and focus when going to a shop. Before we ever went to the shop, she'd know the dimensions of the thing we wanted to buy. We wouldn't leave there until we had exhaustively looked at it. If we were looking at tables, we'd know exactly the kind of table we were looking for, e.g. a pedestal table, which means a centre column in the middle of a circular table so that nobody's legs get stuck around the table by bumping into table legs. The table legs would be in the middle of the table. So... What I've learned from working, listening to Kimberly Selden and working with Eva is that a systematic approach, knowing exactly what problem you want this thing that you're shopping for or doing to solve and then going and doing it and not leaving this particular part of the project until it's 100% done. So I would definitely recommend Kimberly Selden and her podcast is called Business of Design, just as a way of looking at how to be completely systematic in your approach to anything. So number five is the architect's pocketbook. I think this is a brilliant resource for anyone who's buying a house or who has bought a house. I didn't even realise that this existed. It's um, called the architect's pocketbook. It's by Charlotte Baden-Powell, Jonathan Hetreed and Anne Ross. But if you just look for it, it's kind of an industry standard for architects. And it just has fantastic core information. E.g. say on page 83... It has double bed sizes. It gives you the length and the width of a double bed. It has um, minimum clearance you need for toilets. It has 
the dimensions of an ironing board, a typical ironing board. It has the clearance you need behind every chair to be able to comfortably pull it in and out at a table. So that's that whole chapter it has on planning policy and guidance it's just so handy it gives you the width of white goods the typical width the typical width and depth of sinks and drainers and if you simply have it in your car or in your hand when you go out and about to buy furniture i just think you'd find it super useful as far as i'm concerned it was like winning the lottery coming across that book it's such useful information so that's the architect's um pocketbook and then number six is a book I came across when I was browsing in Hodges Figus. It's, uh, this is the final one. It's a book called Love the House You're In. And it's by a woman called Paige Ring, P-A-I-G-E-R-I-E-N. I love this book because it's like a bridge between the person you are and the house you are going to buy or the home you're going to create. Basically, it's the tool that takes you from inside your mind and your tastes to outside, to the very thing you'll hang on your wall, the very colour you'll paint your wall. It really covers the internal journey that usually happens when you go to buy a property. And I have certainly found that for every external step you take, e.g., agreeing to borrow a large sum from the bank. That's quite a brave move to make externally. For every move you make like that on the external world, there's another move you make on the internal world, which is a strengthening of your courage or a commitment to your future or um, a resolve to depend on yourself to make those repayments. There is most certainly a corresponding inward journey for every outward journey you make when it comes to buying a house or dealing in property. And I feel that this book, Love the House You're In, is a good way to map this journey. Um, Some types of uh, chapter headings included in this book are What's Your Story? Where Have You Travelled? Where have you called home? It's really trying to understand where have you come in terms of the homes you've lived in? What have you taken away from those homes? What lessons have you learned? What have you learned about your own preferences, your own tastes? Then um, when it comes to the house itself, what do you love about your house? What do you hate about your house? Um, That kind of thing. It also has a section on a room by room basics about welcoming yourself home, what's your kitchen personality, making peace with your bathroom, teenage wastelands, outdo yourself outside, etc. It's a nice book and I think it's a useful book. It gives you exercises and questions to answer. And I think it's a journey without a doubt when you're buying a house. And this book helps you chart the internal journey that happens alongside the external journey. So they are the six things that may be of interest to you to help furnish your own uh, property move. So there's my podcast, which is at home with Breffney and also breffneyokelly.ie. There's the podcast called The Great Indoors by Sophie Robinson. You'll find that on Podbean or iTunes. There's 
Number three is Room to Improve on RTE Player by Dermot Bannon. Probably needs no further explanation. And there's loads of back catalogue there. It's not a case of just watching this month's episode or this week's episode. There's loads of them online. And number four is Business of Design, a podcast for interior designers, but very useful for the systematic approach to doing the job. Number five is The Architect's Pocketbook, which really gives you the mysteries of the world, the dimensions of everything. Table clearances, sink depths, white goods dimensions, basic bed dimensions, clearance areas for loose. If you bought it for nothing else but those dimensions, you'd find it super useful. And it also just bolsters your confidence if you read a little bit of this or that in the book. Just furthers your knowledge on how houses are built and what the issues are. So that's the architect's pocketbook you can get in Hodges Figgis. And number six is Love the House You're In by Paige Reen. Um, that's really a good one to map your internal journey with a house as well as your external journey with a house. So that's it for this week. I hope you found it useful and I always look forward to hearing your comments on the podcast. We're now at 3,600 downloads which is so exciting. I've been doing more and more one-to-one property coaching sessions online with people who've just needed to clarify the thinking about their next move in property and if you'd like to book a consultation with me simply click the link in the show notes below so thank you very much for listening and have a great week thank you for listening today if you'd like to book that coaching session with me just click on the link in the show notes Or if you'd like to find out more about the buyer's agent service I offer, click on my website link in the show notes. And best of luck with taking your next step towards a new home in Ireland. Ireland.